Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I want you to be locked in today as we have continued to talk about love. When we look at some of the things that are happening across our country, uh, as Vaughn shared with the things that are happening in, in, in Memphis, Memphis that's, that's just, you know, that's, a, that's, that's almost become the norm in our, in our country. And I don't know about you, but I love, I love my country. I love, I, I, I love the privilege and the honor that I've been given to, to, to be part of this amazing country. So I pray over this country and I ask you to, to, to not necessarily just protest in anger, but that you can protest in love, that you can do so in wisdom, and that you can prayerfully pray for your country over and over. Why? Because this is not a, a, poli- a police issue. It, this is not a race issue. It is a love issue. Yes. Love issue. When men and women, when men and women love according to God's love's standard, those things are impossible to happen. Anywhere, anywhere, and everywhere. All right. So I, I just, I just want, us, I want us to keep that at the forefront, all right? And um, I want to get right into today's teaching. And um, we are talking, what are we talking about? I'm loved. I'm loved. I'm loved. In fact, we're, we're handing out these bracelets out there. Uh, these bracelets are the uh, remote to the Tesla, so so make sure you get your your, your bracelet out there. I've collected uh, three of them throughout the, the the year, and and that's our theme. I'm loved, and we're handing out these uh, bracelets. Make sure you get one, get one for your kids, and um, just just want that to resonate throughout the day, throughout the week, that you know that you are loved. You are loved. Tell the person next to you, you are loved. You are loved. And as cheesy as you may think that may sound, for so many people, for, for some, for some, this is the first time this week that they've probably heard that. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. I, uh, I don't know. I told you guys a few weeks back that I was on TikTok and I did a live TikTok. And uh, TikTok is brutal because they, they are brutal. And especially if you have gray hair. And, and man, if you have gray hair and you look a little like Santa, they are brutal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jess got it uh, two weeks ago. I was like, oh. <laughs> She's like, I'm dying my hair. All right. But but I was I was on TikTok a few weeks ago and simply I was just look just staring into the cameras, telling people that I loved them. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Many people uh, were jerks to me, and but others were like, thank you. I needed to hear that. I haven't heard that. Thank you. This means a lot to me. I needed to hear this at 6.30 in the morning. Um, just, just, just giving people love, man. Just giving people some love. But not just any love, God's love. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for our family. I thank you for the marriages that are represented here. Thank you for the relationships here. I thank you for those single moms, Lord, that are struggling in life, but are fighting, pressing forward to continue to win and conquer with you, living a fulfilled life. Father, thank you for those single dads 
I pray for them that they are encouraged. There isn't a sense of abandonment, but that they can feel fulfilled and complete in you. Father, may we all together as your people, your sons, your daughters, feel your love, be fulfilled. Father, I pray right now that our hearts are receptive and open to hear your words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Um, Pastor Jose, uh, get ready after we, after I finish doing the word. I want you to go back into that part about the uh, the lungs and the lion and the, the jungle and the, <laughs> the mighty jungle. Just just get ready for it. Uh, hey, I, I make up my I make my own songs. I don't need the lyrics up there. But Ephesians chapter three. This is Paul when Paul. Paul is, is writing to, to a church and he's talking about the topic of love. And, and, and one of the things that I didn't share and the irony of, of what Paul is sharing and all of this, where he's writing from, he is literally in chains as he's writing this to this church and he's encouraging this church about love. Could you imagine that you are bound, that you are shackled, that you are in a prison, not like the ones that we know today, but we're talking about over, uh, you know, a th- almost 15 we're talking about 1500 years ago uh, a kind of prison and from there he is writing this letter and he's talking about love and he is saying and this is his this is what his desire is Uh, let's put up the scripture he says may you experience the love of Christ the love of Christ what love the love of Christ Christ. though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Listen, hold on. Fullness of life comes from whom? All right, continue. We're going to break this down. Is there another scripture? Okay, yeah. Now all glory to God who was able through his mighty power at work where? In the church building. Where? Where? Within us. To accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Man, if you think God's been good to you, man, look ahead because he's trying to be gooder. Amen. He's, 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 he, uh, Mike, you know what I mean? He got me like that was right. <laughs> right? It was, it was right, yeah. He just, he's about to make it gooder. Just good. Wherever you are in life, wherever you are in your marriage, he's about to make it greater. Infinitely greater. Infinitely greater. Infinitely greater. Until we experience the great difficult to understand love of Christ. You're never going to be complete with all the fullness of life and the power that God provides. And Paul says that all of this comes by way of his love. It comes by his love. Man, you guys hear the noise of the kids? Isn't that awesome? Yeah. You know what that tells us, right? We got to get that other space. (laughs) So uh, keep that in prayer as a... yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, it's, it's been offered to us. We're about to acquire that, and we're excited about that. Get excited. That's exciting. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, when we hear, when I hear the kids, 
uh, George sometimes, George wants to run in the back. Here, what do you want? You want me to slay them? I'm like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, meet the kids. <laughs> meet the kids. Meet the kids. <laughs> but uh, but um, we're, we're, we're excited about that. And, and, and I, pray, I pray that that everything happens in God's timing. You know that many folk are relying on circumstances, on stuff, and on people to make them feel fulfilled and feel complete. But, but, but circumstances don't get better. And sometimes even when circumstances do get better, or sometimes when they get more stuff, or sometimes when new people come into their lives, you know that they still end up unfulfilled. Unfulfilled, are you hearing? Incomplete. Because they have yet to experience the love of Christ. So they find and they look, and many folk are guilty of this, myself included, where we try to find our, our fullness, our sense of being complete, and stuff and people and circumstances. You ever hear, you ever heard the conversations um, between people when the uh, Powerball season is up and, 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 because I know nobody here ever gets a ticket. I know that. that that's, that's demonic. So I know nobody here gets a Powerball ticket, right? And everybody's talking about what would you do if you hit the Powerball? You should hear the conversations. Oh man, I would give this much, I would do this, I would do that, I would do this. And it's almost like your, your heart is filled with that, you know, instant generosity. You lying. You lying. I told Becky, I said, I better never hit the Powerball. No, but, but, but in, all, in all seriousness, as we share this, See, some people are relying on another person to make them happy or fulfilled. And some people are relying on circumstances to get better so that they can be fulfilled and, and they can feel complete. And other people rely on stuff. And this is why they're hoarders and they buy stuff and stuff and stuff. Why? Because they're trying to be, they're trying to feel that fulfillment. But they never find it. They just never find it. See, you're not going to find fulfillment and completion in relationships with people. You know, parents aren't perfect, and so often parents are going to disappoint. Okay? I've disappointed my kids many, 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 many times. Give it down. (laughs) And if you didn't know this, friends, friends will consistently fail you, and they're going to disappoint you as well. And sometimes the disappointment can come from a spouse, a co-worker, and it happens in the church. You ever been hurt in church? Yep. It happens in the church. See, you're not going to find fulfillment and completion in money or success or status. I've seen people grow in their careers, grow in their uh, achievements and their accomplishments, and they just become nastier. True fulfillment and completion can only come from our Heavenly Father. And you can't get this by running from God, but I can guarantee you that you will definitely get it when you run right into Him. 
You know, the verse says that until you trust Jesus, you'll never, somebody say never. never. You'll never be made complete. And not, not, just, not just never be uh, complete, but complete with fullness of life until you make God the object of your daily pursuit. You'll never experience the power that comes from God. Many men, men, can I hear the fellas in here? Yeah. You're not going to experience, or you know what? Let me say it this way. Can I hear husbands? Yes, sir. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Many, many men are not, aren't or won't experience the true depth of the mystery of marriage. And that is that they can't surrender their hearts over to God. So that all the fullness of life and power that comes from God can make them complete. So they think that in marriage they're complete. And many people marry, they get married, and they find that they're married just to find out they're, now they're really incomplete. I tell Becky this, Becky, I am happy with you and you add to my happiness, but you don't make me happy. That's right. Did you get that? Yep. All right. Becky, Becky doesn't complete me. I am complete. Amen. She makes me overly complete. When my wife, when my wife, Becky said, I'm calling it quits. That was 20, 22 years ago. All right? And when she said, I, she's calling it quits, I, 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 didn't, I didn't run to the bar. I could have. I didn't run to the nightclubs. I could have. I, I don't know what I would have done in a nightclub because I don't dance. I don't, I don't know what I would have done, but I would have sure, man, stomped my foot. But most certainly, I, I didn't run. Listen, I didn't run to the gym. Oh, oh, that's bigger. <laughs> Shame on y'all for laughing at that. Wow. Yo, y'all some jerks. Yo, y'all just sat there and laughed. And you know what? I didn't do that I didn't run from the church. In fact, I did the contrary. I ran unabashed and I surrendered my life and my heart to God. See, I didn't force Becky to love me. I forced myself to grow deeper in God's love. Notice that I said I forced myself. Okay? I forced myself to grow deeper. And I forced my, my, my roots to grow deeper to, to reach God's love by trusting him in my circumstance. I trusted him wholeheartedly. I made God the object of my daily pursuit. Becky didn't reconsider our marriage because I was showering her with, with gifts and expensive um, vacations or um, weight loss. You know, many people break up or they have a hard time. They go through separation, whatever it is, and they go and hit the gym and they lose weight. And they like, look, I find I got. I ain't do that. 
I keep setting myself. We didn't buy a bigger house. I didn't buy Becky a new car. But Becky started to take notice of the power of God's love in my life. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in a week. It didn't happen in a month. Three years. How long? How long? Three years. I devoted myself to pursuing God and making God the, the object of my pursuit daily, regardless of what Becky was doing. There were Sundays that I went to church with my kids alone. There were, there were Sundays there were Sundays where I would go to church with Becky or without Becky. The, the point is that I made it a point that I was going to grow my roots in God. It was my pursuit. I wasn't expect. I wasn't giving that to my wife. I wasn't forcing it in her. In fact, Adrian shared something. Uh, we were talking randomly. Adrian has these these moments that are weird, you know, like weird. Like I'd be like, "Son, you should never smoke marijuana. Like you should never do drugs. Don't ever. Like no one should ever do any drugs or anything. But you should never do because he had these. He has these moments. He has these moments that are just so random." They happen at a weird time of the night, and he'll just call you, and he just, boom, just, just throws it all over. I'm like, going, son, give me a break, man. I'm just getting up or whatever it is. And, and he called me the other day. Let's grab, can we grab a, you didn't even know I was going to do this, but I, uh, let's get you a mic. Um, which mic? The blue one? I just walked. And, um. That's the great one. Oh, that's. <laughs> And um, <laughs> all right. And then listen. I want you because I want you to listen to this. All right. Can, are you on? Check. Yeah. Right, get closer. I want you to be in a shower. I, I want you. I, I want you to listen carefully because how old are you, son? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. All right. Thirty-one. But 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 we're having a. He called me. To share this, right? And I told you it was random, and it was it's it wasn't solic- It's not like I was soliciting um, a phone call <laughs> or this information, but he just called me and started to randomly share this with me, and 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 it rocks it rocks my day be- because as I minister to couples all of the time, this is often a pattern. My walk with God is a walk that's independent of Becky. Amen. Let me say that again. My walk with God is independent of Becky. All right? So, so as I was raising my kids, I wanted to be sure that my kids had a relationship with God that they didn't have a relationship with religion. Yeah. Amen. Right? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a child of religion. I know what that's like. So in my home, I did things just a little different. And I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but what were you sharing with me about, see, now you can't even remember. Look. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, okay. Was a lot. Well, let's try to keep it no, down. I got you. I got you. All right? People trying to see the game. I got you. I got you. So got let's you. keep it down to the part where you were talking to me about we, we the, the, the devotions, the reading, the praying, the... The things that mm-hmm. you observed, the things that you experienced, because you're 31, 
He's 33, and I have a 25-year-old. And I want you to t- I want I want you to know, it worked for him. It worked yeah. for him, and it worked for her. What were, what were we talking about? Jesus Lord, I hope this is right. <laughs> I'll lead um, you. I'll, I'll guide. Um, I'll, guide you. I'll guide you. So I'm 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 30. I'm 31 now. Because you were having and, a conversation with Jessica. Yeah, your wife. I'm I'm I'm, I'm now. I'm now like deeply chasing, like passionately chasing God. And um, the, the way I was raised, man, um, I've, I've been in a pastoral family all I can remember. You know, I was, couldn't stand it. Pause. My grandfather was a pastor. My father, pastor. I'm pastoring now. So yeah. here he is. We're talking about four generations. All right, go ahead. So I told him, I was like, damn, man, you know what, man? And reading the and, and and digging in and doing my own study and 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 relationship finding my relationship with God, I'm starting to see like, hey man, thank you, thank you, Pop, for not forcing the scripture on me, but more so of living through the scripture and being that example and and just in our community because I remember everything that. Everything we did and stuff, there was there was a there was a lesson to it. It wasn't all like holy and whatnot. Hey, I'm gonna lay my hands on you and you know spit in your eye or something. You know what I'm saying? But it it was it was it was being a true example because I remember the neighborhood. Like my my friends were just drawn to, to my dad, and that was everywhere we went. And um, I was telling my dad, it's like it's it's crazy because now reading the scriptures, it feels so familiar. So now I'm able to tie in the knots, and it's like. Dang, I'm, I'm learning that other ministers, they they could quote scriptures and stuff, but they're not necessarily living or being that example or putting it to practice at home and or through their community where we were raised just being involved, living the scripture, not really knowing, and then just kind of finding it ourselves. Meaning, I never forced prayer on my children. I never forced prayer on my children. I never forced my children to read the Bible and remember scriptures. You know what I did? I let them see dad reading scriptures. I let them see dad read. I let them see dad pray. I let them see dad live out scriptures. I let them see what worked for dad. Your children are uh, observing you. How you conduct yourself. How you treat people. How you treat mom. How you treat dad. They're observing. They're learning from you. And, and that's, what, that's what I wanted to give my kids. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else? Or that was it, basically? Um, yeah. Because, okay. I mean, right. we, we, we were on. We, we, we were going on. Yeah. <laughs> but the point was that he was telling his wife, he was telling his wife, because it's, it was something that was enforced on me, I had a natural hunger to search it out. Because when I was in my dark moments, what did dad do? How did dad figure this out? Oh, he prayed. Oh, he read scripture. Oh, he served God. And if it worked for him, it's going to work for me. And I'm here to encourage you. I'm, I'm here to encourage you. Don't take, re- don't take religion to your home. Take relationship to your home. Okay? And what I wanted my children to do is to have a relationship with dad. Because I knew if they had a good relationship with dad, ultimately they were going to have a relationship with God. You got it? Okay, see, many of you are trying to drag your children to God and force your children to God, and they bypass the relationship that's most important, and that's the relationship with you. 
So if they have a great relationship with you, mom, with you, dad, guess what? Ultimately, they're going to have a great relationship with God. I'm telling you it's going to happen. Amen. Everybody get that? Amen. That was just a side note to continue to prolong this message. Amen. Now, get back to page two. <laughs> now, when Becky left and she started to reconsider our relationship do you want to know what I found along the journey along that journey as I was pursuing God do you know what I found are you ready you want to know three years three years of my wife not wanting to be my wife of my wife not having a relationship with me like we 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 ought to be ha- it was it was it was just we were literally hanging by a thread we were just cordial. That's all we were, and civil. Do you want to know what I learned along the way? I didn't only discover the depth of God's love, but I became whole. I became fulfilled along those three years. I became complete. I actually fell in love with some me. I discovered how much I loved myself. I didn't realize that a lot of the insecurities that I wrestled with internally had been the insecurities that had been projected on me by other people's insecurities. See, many many folk rely on the report of what others see in them or feel about you to dictate how they're going to feel about themselves. And, and many adult children are still trying to reckon with the things that a dad said or a mom said or a sibling said as children. There are adult, adult men and women that are still managing emotional distress from junk and garbage that happened 20 and 30 years ago. Guys, I am years old, right? <laughs> 20 and 25 years ago, I was immature. I, I, I wasn't complete. I was a mess. I, I was jacked up. I said all of the wrong things to my children. I did. I said a lot of wrong things to my kids. Uh, uh, Jose had received the brunt of a lot of my dysfunction Um, As a young person, I was a mess. I was a mess. But when I came to Jesus, he grabs my life. He turns it around. He gives me a new identity, new purpose. Uh, There is just a, a, just a, uh, it's a new me. I am detached from all of the stuff in the past. And now he gives me a new life. He takes me from darkness and into his marvelous light. And, And so now I introduce my children to a new dad. New, new dad. I gave Becky a new husband. Same body, new husband. <laughs> it's like the same phone you just upgraded, you know? See, I'm, I'm growing my roots to the depth of God's love, and, and this taught me to love myself. And I realized how much I really didn't like me. 
You know, Matthew 22, 35 to 40, Jesus is having a conversation with an expert of religious law. And at, at that time, the religious law was, was the law of Moses. And this is the conversation that this religious expert had with Moses. I'm sorry. <laughs> with the religious leaders had with Jesus. He said, one of them, an expert in religious law, he tried to, he tried to trap him with this question. Let's go. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in those law of Moses's, uh, of Moses's, of Moses? Jesus replied, you what? You what? You what? This is not an option. This is not an option. You what? Must. Love the Lord your God with some of your heart. Some of your soul. And some of your mind. So it's all your all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Did you get it? You got it? Alright. Next. This is the first and greatest. greatest commandment. However, Jesus doesn't stop there. He follows up and he says, the second is parallel. It's equally. And he says, love your love your love your husbands and wives. Let me tell you, the closest neighbor you're ever going to have is going to be your wife or your husband. It's the closest neighbor you're ever going to have. So start there. Many Christian folk love everybody in the community except their own home. So start there. Start in your home. Where's George? George, I didn't hear you say that's good. What's wrong, man? You all right? You need some love? Fell asleep on me. My man. All right. But love your as yourself. As yourself. And then he finishes and he says, the entire law, all the demands of the prophets are based on these two See, the religious expert thought that Jesus was going to say in his response, follow and don't break any of the uh, laws of Moses. But see, loving God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and loving your neighbor as the way you love yourself sums up all of God's expectations. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. Loving God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your spirit, loving your neighbor, and loving yourself sums up the entire Bible. Amen. I will tell you right now, you, you, don't need to know, you don't need to learn the whole Bible. Love. Because if you love God with all of your mind, with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and you love your neighbor as you love yourself, guess what? That's the whole Bible. That's the whole content of the Bible, summed up right there. Man, I see these debates and debates about whether it's, it's, it's pre-trib and, and millennium. And is, is there a rapture or there isn't a rapture? Um, do women, are there women preachers or no women preachers? Are women wear dresses or no women dresses? Are tattoos going to send you to hell or is it going to? And, and on and on and on and on and just give me love. Love me. See, loving people while unfulfilled and incomplete is the equivalent of going to an ATM machine to make a withdrawal for the money that you don't have. 
You ever go to an ATM machine on a Monday and you see your balance and you still have another two weeks before the next paycheck? And you see that number on there? Any young parents? Young parents remember that? Any young parent remember going to the ATM on a Monday after you got paid that Friday and you're thinking, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I have two more weeks to get paid. What happened? <laughs> Listen, that's what it's like to try to love a wife when you don't have love for yourself. You can't do it. That's what happens with trying to love a husband when you, you yourself don't love yourself. You're not fulfilled. You're not complete. You, you don't have the means to make a withdrawal from where you have made no deposits. And Paul is telling his churches then, and he tells us today, that when we reach the depth of God's love, God's love becomes a source of immeasurable power and provides us with an inner strength. We, we learned that last week, to defeat, to conquer anything that hell can ever conjure up against you. Love makes you stronger. God's love makes you stronger. For what? To conquer, to defeat, to tolerate, to endure. That's what it does. See, saying I love you is a this world idea. You're not going to find that in the Bible where God requires that of you. Men, women don't use that as an excuse now. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, I grew up in a household, my sister's here. My father came from a very conservative background and affection wasn't a big thing and and, and even verbalizing wasn't a big thing. But Jemina can tell you, and I can tell you that dad loved us. And he never said it. I mean, he really didn't say much to me. He said it to you all the time. Oh, you mean I was that guy? Oh, I was that child. Oh, wow. Yes. But I knew, he, I, I knew he loved us. I knew he loved us. See, it is a this world's practice because according to scripture, loving isn't something that we say. Loving isn't something that we feel. Love is a place. It is a destination. L love is where God is. God is love. Love is God. When you, when you reach that love, you reach God. When you reach God, you reach his love. You cannot separate the two. God's love, God's love is where heaven begins. When I say I love Becky, when I love my wife, according to this world standard, it really has, it's baseless. They're just empty words. Absent of power and absent of fullness. Loving my wife and loving my children, loving people is about attaching God, God, to that love. You're attaching a destination. You are attaching heaven. Think about that. Imagine, husbands, you don't love your wife, you God your wife. And every time you come in contact with her, she feels and sees and experiences heaven. 
Your dad is home. God, I feel heaven. Unfortunately, I gave my wife 12 years of hell. And there are many people in our Christian churches. And that's what they practice. They bring home hell every day. This is why many husbands have to sit in the driveway and decompress. Not from work, from about, it's a preparation for, about, for, for what they're about to experience. Hell on earth. When a child of God loves, that son, that daughter of God is bringing the kingdom of heaven to what he or she loves. So when I love Adrian, I don't just love him with the love of a father. I, I love him with, with God's kingdom. He, he experiences heaven on earth with the love I give him. How many know that's a different expectation? Seriously. When I love my wife, I'm revealing heaven on earth to her. And I do so in whatever circumstance I may find myself whether I like it, whether I don't like it, whether it's good time or bad time, I am forced to give her God's love. Yeah. See, the elaborate gifts, thank you, um, thank you for those mercy amens, uh, Dr. Gladys and Becky, appreciate that. Very supportive, it was encouraging, I appreciate that. George again failed. After church, I'm gonna love on you, George. You give you a lot of love. But see, the elaborate gifts, vacations, and the poetic words don't impress your wife or don't impress your husband will never impress them as much as giving your spouse a slice of heaven daily. You want to impress your children? Give them heaven. See, many of you think that giving them Disney is what's going to impress them. Give them heaven daily. When I was in Israel for 10 days, because of the trip that I, 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 I took to Israel. Becky was calling me about six, seven times a day. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, what are you doing? I'm trying to learn something, but you keep interrupting me. <laughs> All right. I miss you. All right. Got you. Phone the ring again, baby. What you doing? I just took 20 steps, baby. I, I just took 20 steps. I miss you. And over and over, it was like, I miss you. One night, you know what she did? She put, she put, she was laying on the bed. And she, she was laying on the bed and she called me. She was like, I'm alone. I'm in my bed. I'm like, all right. Make sure you remember when I get back home. See, Becky, Becky, Becky wasn't, Becky wasn't missing me. She was missing the heaven in me. Yeah, I remember you. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and that is, that is the problem that happens in some of our marriages is that our wives are happier when you're gone, that our husbands are happier when you're gone, that your children are happier when you're not there. You guys ever remember, you have, you guys ever remember coming home? And, or, or, or y'all were having such a great time at the house, just having a good old time, and dad showed up, or whoever the disciplinary was, I don't know who it was in your home, in my house it was my mom, 
And oh my goodness, my mom. <laughs> but that was mama. And we could be having all of the fun in the world. And as soon as she stepped in, she sucked it all out. <laughs> yep, fun time is over. Fun time is over. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and I was that for my children. My kids could be happy as can be. I mean, they're baking and having a good old time. And, and, and Jose was running around the house with high heels and stuff. And, and I, get, I get home like, whoa, what the? And it, was, and, it was, and it was like the joy was gone because I came home and I was frustrated. I was angry at the world. I was mad at myself. And, 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 and they were all the recipients of the things that I would project onto my children. And, and see, and we could laugh about this stuff today. But you know what, man? I can see the damage. When I look at these young adults and I sit down, I, I see the personalities as they were shaped from their childhood to where they are. And some of us as parents, man, we have some stuff to, to repent, repent about. To go back and sit down with your adult children and say, I'm sorry, I was messed up. I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to figure this stuff out. I'm not making any excuses, but I'm sorry. I want to learn. Give me the opportunity. My mom was tough with us, but she was the best grandma in the like in the world she was so good to my children that i used to get mad at her because I, i'm like who is this woman why because you always have a chance to turn it around and make it better always have a chance i don't know what kind of dad you are or you have been you can be, you can be better i don't know what kind of wife you have been but you can be better turn it around for 12 years, Becky only knew the hell on earth that I gave her in our marriage. And when I made God the object of my daily pursuit, it changed our life. 22 years. 22 years on top of the 12. Listen, 22 years on top of the 12. Amen. You get that? Yes. So I, I don't sit and dwell on the 12. I celebrate the 22 we got. Amen. So, so where's Rebecca's teaching today, right? Yeah. So, so when I look at my kids and, and, and when I look at my kids and I see the wives and I see the children and, and I look at my son and I see the children and I see my daughter and I see the children and, and I look around and I look, I look at Becky and I'm thinking, wow, all of that could have been lost had one person, one, had one person not made the decision to turn around and make God the object of my pursuit. One person. I want to ask you this morning, what are you waiting for? I want you to ask your question. What, what are you waiting for? To make this change, make God your daily pursuit. What are you willing to leave behind to pursue your heavenly father's love daily? Do, do you want to experience this love? Do you want to experience heaven on earth by stepping into the place of his love? 1 John chapter 4, 16, 17, the first part. And I have nine minutes, guys, and I've still ended on time. Man, I'm crushing it this year, guys. <laughs> we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust You got it? In his love. Continue. God is love. And all who, all who in love live 
and God lives in them. Continue. And as we live in God, what does it do? A what? A what? Are you listening? Man, you don't stop growing. You just don't stop growing. You shared, you shared for uh, um, uh, two or better. You were sharing, hey, parents, you don't stop parenting. You just parent at a different stage. And I was like, wow, that sounds wise. I don't know what he was trying to insinuate. <laughs> but but, but I, I want you to know that God's love continues to grow in you. Guys, there's no retirement for us. Getting old is the world's thing. That's not, that's, not, that's not heavenly. Get more mature, more wise. As we live in God, our love grows more perfect. Though now your love may not be fully what God's love is, or where God's love is as far as maturity. See, the longer you live pursuing God and pursuing God's love in you, the more and more your love is going to begin to mature and grow. It's going to begin to sh- shape you. You're going to find you're going to grow in your wisdom and your patience. I've grown in so much patience. I've, guys, I've grown in so much patience. You, you have no idea the monster I was, right, when it came to anger. Anger issues. Anger issues. I went to the bank the other day, and the lady at the bank said to me, you are one of the nicest pastors I've ever met. And, and I use you constantly as an example to tell the others, not all pastors are like that. Because I know one who's he's actually a real nice guy. And so I put my complaint back in my pocket. And I, he's like, but it was, it was one of those, you, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where, where, where you, you change, you grow. And, and things that you used to say, you used to think, or you used to express, it's God's love growing in us. You, you, learn to see, you learn to see the world through different eyes. You learn to see people through different eyes. And I want us to be patient with people. Especially people of, listen, being patient with people of other races, you got to give people a chance. Give them. Listen, they're loving, they're, they're, they, don't, they can't love you. They, they can't love you. They don't have God's love. God, God listen. God's love doesn't see color, doesn't see status, doesn't see any of those things. Amen. So when someone is expressing something that is hurtful and hateful, that's not God's love. But why are you getting offended about it? It isn't God's love. Yeah, it hurts. It, it fills you with anger. But, but it's to be expected. It's this world's form of or way. God's love, man, it's an amazing thing. Well, this doesn't happen overnight, guys. And I don't know where you are in your walk. I don't know where you are. I don't know what your journey looks like. But it's, it's going to get better. You're going to grow in that love. I want to give you a few calls of action so you can go home with. Number one, start your day with a, with a genuine pursuit. With a genuine pursuit of God. And the things that lead to God. Start your day daily. Start your day this way. Right? I can't give you a workout regimen. Don't take it from me. I'm not going to give it to you. Not a workout regimen. You're not going to get that one. But if you want to know about God's love, I can tell you. Start daily. Start daily. 
The more I know about his love, for me, the greater chance I'm going to have to know how to love others. So, so the first, this first point that I'm giving you, I, I want to tell you, I want encourage yourself to read his words in the Bible. Somebody texted me one day and they were, they were saying, pastor, you need to change the lighting in the church. I'm like, why? Because the glare hits the scriptures and I, I can't read the scriptures. And I responded, open your Bible. <laughs> so, so, so get, <laughs> get a Bible, read, read at home. And even if, even if you don't understand, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to grow in your understanding. So read, pray daily, pray every day, pray every day, pray, 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 pray. In many churches during this season are doing a 21 day of fast, 20 days of fast. And then they spend the rest of the 300 something days hating people, angry bringing hell to the home prefer you give God a slow not a fast give him a slow take baby steps take simple prayers into your home simple simple times of meditation I spend 15 minutes daily between Fridays I'm sorry between Mondays and Fridays just 15 minutes uh, you know on Facebook and and I pray with people and 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 I read scripture and we try to encourage folk and um and it's been an amazing thing. I encourage you. I encourage you. Jump on board. 6.30 in the morning. Catch it. If you can't catch it at 6.30 live, it's there. So then you can catch it at 12. Doctor, I think Gladys never. She just shows up like 10 o'clock at night. Well, no, I'm just not so happy. No, 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 no. But, 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 but in all seriousness, but you can catch 15 minutes of prayer or devotion daily. If, if, if this isn't enough, you heard Jess share on Friday. It was, it was a daily devotional that she was doing that was helping her in her transformation in her marriage. Guys, God's word does not come back empty. You read it. You believe it. Man, it will never come back void. All right? So number two, live more and more informed about his unending love. You need to learn more about his love. So this is why I'm telling you about reading and meditating and praying. If, if these things are hard, listen to worship, 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 worship. David said the way I avoid, David said the way that I avoid uh, road rage is by making every traffic, every traffic jam, I make it into a worship service. Just turn on the radio, turn on, you know, um, I was going to say your CD player, but wrong age group. <laughs> Number three, tell yourself daily. That love of God is demonstrated in the way I love other people. That includes co-workers that you don't like. Co-workers that wrong you, that rub you the wrong way. People in the community. People in the highway, Pastor. You got to love them. You got to demonstrate. More and more in our culture is being forced to live isolated from people. We run away from people like we don't need people. I want you to know you need me more. You need me more than you can imagine. And I need you more than you can imagine. Lift each other up. We read that out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9. Two are better. Why? Because when one falls, the other one will lift. 
I need you. You need me. We need each other. If you, if, if you want to be the proof that you are a disciple of Jesus, Jesus said out of John 13, 35, that your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. He didn't say what church you go to proves. He didn't say what you wear, what you don't wear. He didn't say what you eat and what you don't eat or what you do or what you don't do. He said, no, that your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Lastly, grow in your love for yourself. Grow in your love. Stop abusing yourself. Stop it. Stop. Stop feeding yourself this garbage daily. You know, self-care isn't narcissism. David, I know that you like to look up stuff. Can you look up the word narcissism? Listen to what listen to what the definition of narcissism is. Because it's contrary to what Jesus said. But what's a narcissist? God, look it up. You can say it out loud. Jesus says that you have to love others the way you love yourself. And this world calls that narcissism. And I'm here to tell you, you got to love yourself. It starts with you. And we're not talking about excessively, but we're talking about, man, you got to care for yourself. You got to give yourself self-care, love yourself. I got a haircut yesterday with Miguel and Miguel's so funny. Is Miguel here? Miguel got to my ear, man, and and he got to my ear, and he was like, he, he, as soon as he got to my ear, he's like, <laughs> he said, Pastor, I don't ever want to see, oh, I don't ever want to see that ear like that. And he looked at my ear, and then he dropped the clippers, and he went outside and started cutting the grass. <laughs> And he and he and he was he was talking to me about hey you gotta take you gotta do this and you gotta do that and he was talking about you know and I had, there's stuff that sometimes we don't pay attention to you know and 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 that work that's with our, our health the way we treat ourselves take a moment to love on you pause wives let your husbands have a little love for themselves wives let your husbands have a little love for themselves. Did you hear me, Chris? Crystal? Huh? Did you hear me? Let him love, let him love him some, some Chris. Emmy. Emmy, let Luis love some Luis. Okay? Look, no, <laughs> they don't even know how to clap. I'm like, I, don't, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> But, but, you know, I, I said it because the happier your husband is, the happier you're going to be. The happier your children are going to be. Let, let them have a day. Let them have a moment. It works, people. To, it, it, it really does. I tell, I tell, hey, look, I'm, I'm living with Alexis. I'm like, yo, let David have some time, man. Let him, let him play some games. He's like, yeah, I love you, Dad. <laughs> tell her more. <laughs> but, but no, listen, and, all, and, and some of us, you know, we forgot how to live. And, and we got married and we forgot about us. We forgot about each other, and now it's all about the kids. It's all about our spouse, and we forgot us. So that's the way this world defines narcissism. It says that if you love yourself, you're a narcissist. Jesus says, no, you need to love yourself so that you can know how to love the world. 
So think about the treatment that you're giving yourself. Man, uh, uh, Miguel put a machine to the back of my neck and all of this was shaking. <laughs> I fell asleep almost 16 times. Like, I didn't know where I was. Just got I'm like, man, I need to come up here more often. Just, it was just great. <laughs> Love yourselves. Let's stand to our feet. I don't know who needed to hear this today. Um, I really don't. But but I, I, if we're going to grow, if if we're going to grow in our walk, if we're going to grow in our walk with God, it starts with these little things. And some of us are living some destructive, just destructive lives with our behaviors and some of the things that we do, the way we spend money, the way the way we treat money or the way we treat our health or the way we treat, you know, uh, people around us. Pause, man. Make God the pursuit, your daily pursuit, the object of your pursuit. Daily. Watch things turn around in you. I guarantee you, daily, daily. So I want you, this moment, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. And right there where you are, I want you to make a commitment between, this is you and God, not me and this church. This is you and God. That starting tonight, you're going to make it a point that when you wake up in the morning, you're going to read something, you're going to, you're going to pray, that you're going to, pers- you're going to make God the object of your pursuit on Monday. And then you're going to do it again on Tuesday. And then you're going to take it all the way out. And I want you to take baby steps. Just baby steps. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.